Okay, go ahead, Latrice. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. We are the Village Moms. Letty, Nalo, myself, Latrice, and Nikki. We are here for your overall spiritual wellness, emotional stability, financial stability, and day-to-day struggles as a single parent. Right now, we have Elder Nalo with our focal scripture. Good evening. Our focal scripture for tonight is in Romans 12, and it is, Be joyful in hope, in affliction, and faithful in prayer. Thank you for tuning in and joining us tonight. Again, I want to welcome everyone. Tonight we have a special guest joining us, Elder Michelle Robinson. She is an elder with Family Christian Center, where she is the trainer for all elders uh, there. And also, she works with People Helpers. Elder Robinson, Robinson has a bachelor's in Christian counseling, a master's in biblical studies, and clinical mental health counseling, a PhD in Christian counseling. She's an author of the book, Why Has the Mighty Fallen? And you can view that trailer on YouTube. Also, you can purchase that book on Amazon. The two most important things that Elder Robinson is, is she's a mother of one daughter and loves the Lord with her whole heart. She is committed to his will, and we are excited to have her with us this evening. She will be the next speaking voice after prayer. So, Father, we come to you. We just thank you for who you are and who you are in our lives, Father. We thank you that you've continued to cover us. We thank you for your many blessings that you have bestowed upon us, Father. The blessing that you gave us over 2,000 years ago with laying down your life, Father, we thank you. And if you did nothing else, Father, you've already done more than enough. So we come to you. We enter in your presence with thanksgiving and our hearts father we thank you for life and not only life but life in abundance we thank you for our opportunity even though we're in our homes and we can't have social gatherings father we thank you for an opportunity to gather amongst each other through the internet we thank you for Facebook Live. We thank you for Instagram Live. We thank you for YouTube. We thank you for all these social media outlets to give us an opportunity to spread your good news, Father. Now, here we go with some emotional stability and how to cope in these times, Father. And we thank you that you have equipped us and you have equipped people around us, Father, with the things that we need to get through these times. So, Father, we thank you. We honor you. We give you all the glory and all of the praise. This, it belongs to you, Father. Amen, amen, amen and amen. Amen. Do we have Elder Robinson? <laughs> Wonderful. Good all evening. Right. Good evening. Um, I'm assuming you can hear me. Amen. Amen. Yep. How's yes. everyone on tonight? Great. Good. Yeah. Good. Wonderful. Wonderful. I want to say good evening again. I'm I'm just delighted to be here with you all. Uh, this is the first time that we, you know, that I'm joining in that we're able to do it this way. So we had a little technical difficulty, but we're gonna 
we're going to go forward in the name of the Lord. Amen. Yes. Amen. I wanted to thank you, Elder Latrice, and the entire the village ministry for inviting me and allowing me to to partake in what God is doing in the lives of his people through this ministry. I appreciate that yeah. this ministry challenges us in areas of the mind, the body, the soul, and spirit. And he has allowed Elder Latrice to spearhead this ministry, even in areas of finances and communication, which can often be a trigger to what we will be discussing on this evening. Finances and communication can play a big role in the things that we experience. Uh, thank you. I, I know the prayer have gone forth, but it's just a custom, just a quick prayer before I um, begin here. Uh, thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to impart and receive information and allowing us to be in the right place at the right time, seeking the right results. May you be glorified in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, so my assignment tonight is to help shed some light on how our thoughts and our emotions can play a major role in our physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual well-being as it relates to the current climate of the coronavirus or the COVID-19. Um, 2 Timothy 1 and 7 tells us, for God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. He says, but of power, love, and self-discipline. We know King James Version says, and of a sound mind. It's still one and the same because in order to have a sound mind, we have to have a disciplined self. Okay? And so when we look at the emotional support that we can offer each other during this COVID-19. And we talk about how can we combat it. And one of the things is we're fighting an enemy that we cannot see. And it goes against our natural innate ability to be able to, you know, it's one thing when we can see the what the enemy is doing. But when we can't see it, we don't know where he is. And this COVID that is a pandemic that is affecting us worldwide is something that we can't see, but we can see its effects upon us. But us that are, that are in Christ, he said, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Those of us that, that, that know and have seen the, the wondrous working power of the, of the love of God in our lives know that this isn't the first time we, we've been, uh, up against an enemy that we can't see. Amen. There, there are many Amen. times Amen. in our lives that we've been fighting a foe that, that we see the manifestations of his work, but we must be mindful to know that God is the author and a perfecter of our faith, of our faith. And he knows right where we are. This didn't take him by surprise. And so it's going to take us linking our faiths together and getting hooked up, getting connected with our God and our Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, so that we can feel the comfort and the love that he wants to share with us. Amen. 
And we're not to flip Amen. out like the world. We're not to, to act like Jesus doesn't sit it in his seat of authority and in his place of authority on the throne. He's not where he doesn't know and hear our cry. And so the hope of the believer is to know that God is still yet in control. It, it, it doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter what they say and how many times they say it over the, the, the news media. And it doesn't matter where it comes from. We must comport ourselves as though we know who is in control. Amen. And what fear comes to do is to make us waver and falter in our faith and feel like and act like we don't know who's in control. And so we have to say that we right. know who's yet in control. You know, when I look at this pandemic, I think in terms of we handle this the way we handle any other adversity in our lives, whether it's grief, whether it's stress, whether it's a divorce, whether it's indifferences in our interpersonal relationships, the way we respond to this COVID-19 gets heightened and it basically highlights the way we handle any other adversity. So some of the nuggets that I would just share with you on tonight, I'd like us to listen to it keeping in mind that the that is not just about the COVID, but is how can I bring my life into alignment with the word of God? Okay. So yeah. two main areas or disorders, as we refer to them in the psychology and behavioral health fields that are common to most of us at one time or another throughout our lifespan is depression and anxiety, okay? We can learn not only to manage these two culprits, but we can learn to be delivered from them. Oftentimes it is said that psychologists and counselors and therapists, all we can do, and I've heard it quoted, all we can do is to manage our okay. disorders. I think we lost them. We lost. Okay. I, uh, I think something happened okay. with Facebook or something. Are you there? I see. Nalo is here. Real quick. Okay, Nikki's there. What's going on with Facebook? Okay, let me see if I can go. <clears throat> I'm sorry, give me one second. Okay. All right, go ahead and continue. Okay. So two two main areas um for the disorders as we refer to them in psychology and behavioral health fields are common to us and they are depression and anxiety. And we can learn not only to manage these two culprits, but we can also learn to be delivered from them. 
Um, I, I, I can appreciate the fact that um, not only in my clinical, but also the, 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 the spiritual part. I had to be able to bridge the two. I need to know what's going on in the secular world in, in terms of physiology and sociology, uh, sociology and psychology in, in, as well as my spiritual side. And so I'm able to bridge the two and integrate my faith even as I study in these areas. So one of the scriptures that came to mind as I was preparing for this evening is Isaiah 61. Isaiah 61 reminds us, and he says, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord have anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He have sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and to the opening of the prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all that mourn, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. Amen. So in these times, we who are the called out ones, and that's not just the preacher, we who are the ecclesia, the called out ones of God, we have a responsibility and a duty that's set right here to bind up the brokenhearted. We have to give others hope, even in a pandemic like this. It's now not the time to knuckle under and to, to again, as I said, to act like we don't know who's in control of everything. But we have to find ourselves helping one another, finding ourselves giving somebody beauty for ashes and giving them oil of joy for their mourning. There's a lot of death and dying all around us. And for a spirit of heaviness, we have to teach others and learn ourselves how to put on a spirit, a garment of praise for our spirit of heaviness. So depression defined is a kind of disorder that has features such as sadness, emptiness, or irritable mood accompanied by somatic, which just means symptoms, and cognitive, which means our thoughts, changes that significantly affect one's capacity to function. So depression has all of those elements that work together to render our us inability and to lose the capacity to be able to function. There are varying degrees of depression, which are determined by duration, which is how long the symptoms appear and the frequency, which refers to how often or the presumed origin of the mood, where it came from, how long has it lasted, how often does it show up, okay? Depression is an example of how our external pressures get inside of our head and our heart and it weighs us down and it causes us to internalize stress and pressure. Okay, there's a passage that says, let this mind be in you, which was also 
in Christ Jesus. And then there's a passage that goes on to tell us how we can cast down every imagination and every high thought that exalted itself against the knowledge of God, bringing into captivity every thought unto the obedience of Christ. So do we have, do we have the ability to capture our minds, to capture our thoughts, to not allow our thoughts to take control of us. The word of God says we have the ability to take every thought unto the obedience of Christ. If it's not lining up with his word, if it's fear, if it's anxiety, if it's panic, and it's not lining up with his word, we have the ability to cast it down and thus cast it out. Anxiety, Amen. let's define anxiety. It's a kind of disorder with shared features of excessive fear, anxiousness, and related behavioral disturbances. Fear is the emotional response to a real or a perceived imminent threat, whereas anxiety is anticipation of a future threat. Okay? So fear okay. is being afraid of what could happen. Anxiety is I'm thinking about the future of what could happen as well. Mm -hmm. So depression and anxiety works on our nervous system. Mm -hmm. So what will nourish my nervous system? We have to find ways, certainly during this pandemic, to nourish our nervous system. Okay? When we start feeling nervous... That's our anxiety kicking in. So one of my, the bullet points is, how will I nourish my nervous system? And I'll get through these quickly. The word of God, that's the first and foremost. In this time where we're at home, we're, we're shut in, we can only go out if it's really, really necessary. We can read our word of God. We can allow the Holy Spirit to, to minister to us. I remember the first Saturday when they said we had to be shut in and I said, okay, Lord, what are, what are you saying? What are you saying in the earth realm? What are you saying to me? You know, um, and he gave me, and I posted it too, Psalms 46 and 10 that says to be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted in, in, in the, Amen. I will be exalted in the heavens. He said, it, 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 it's like, this didn't take him by surprise. So he just, he's telling us to be still, seek him. So the word of God can nourish your nervousness. And I have some practical things too that we use in therapy to tell our clients, exercise. Exercise can help you with anxiety. It can, it can be beneficial. It can get off of some of the stress that we're feeling in our bodies. So exercise. How about this? Take a hot bubble bath. Mm -hmm. You almost can't even find bubble bath in the store no more. But I, I got an Avon connection, and I get, <laughs> I get my sixteen ounce bottle of that's the best bubble bath from Avon. So, um, take a hot bubble bath. Sit. You don't have to rush out. Just sit and have that time with the Lord. Put you on some light music. Uh, when and Hello. Hello. Amen. 
Okay, wonderful. All right, uh, we'll resume. Okay. Okay. You want me to start? Yep, go ahead. Finish where I was. Okay, so when and how can I connect and when I need to? One of the things we have to be mindful of is during this time is getting in tune with our nervous system and knowing there's a time when you may just want to be alone. Mm-hmm. Being alone, nothing's wrong with being alone, but you want to watch out for impairment. Okay. If you want to isolate all the time and not be around anybody at all for long, again, we talked about frequency and duration for a long amount of time, then that can affect um, and that can lead towards the impairment and, and depression can set in. So knowing from a healthy state, how can I connect when I need to? If I want to connect, I'll connect. Sometimes you may want to look at Facebook or you want to scroll through and look at some of the funny things on there. Nothing's wrong with that. But know when sometimes it's just too much. Sometimes you don't even want to talk to somebody over the telephone. So you have to be in tune with your body and your mind and even your spirit man who knows true and knows what's true will let you know sometimes it's time to connect with God and disconnect from social media and from others. And so when you're spiritually in tune, you can begin to know and sense when those times are. Okay. The other one, learn to honor when your system says Facebook or it's time to talk to family or it's not. So, mm-hmm. so when you dis you dishonor when you keep trying to do something that's not working. Sometimes we have you ever called someone and you say, "Oh, okay, I'm I'm about to do this. So I'm looking at the last 15 minutes of a movie," and they may say, "Oh, okay, um, let me just tell you this, you know." And mm-hmm. so when they, once they do that, it's like, "Okay, now did you not hear me? Because now I'm gonna <laughs> miss the rest of this or whatever I'm doing." And so, again, when you know that oftentimes people look at getting their own needs met and all they know is they need you and they want to tell you what they need to tell you now. Um, And so you have to be able to know when I can't do that right now, because this even with this assignment and some of the, you know, every type of interruption that comes through, you know, uh, the whole day was just like that. But when you have an assignment, you just keep going. You just keep plugging along and then um, let God get the glory out of the things, especially when you're trying to do something for the Lord. Enemy doesn't like that. So the other bullet point is to learn where and what triggers you. Okay, you're dealing with talking about depression and anxiety. There are certain triggers, certain stressors. Mm -hmm. And so you have to be in tune to. What is triggering me? What 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 causes me to be on edge? What's causing me to feel this certain type of way? Okay. And once you identify, once you identify that, then you're able, you can take some measures to address those things. The other bullet point, doing what makes you feel safe. Use wisdom. Mm. Most of us are panicked because we, you know, those that are panicked are thinking, oh, what if I get it? Well, and what if you don't get it? That's how you challenge your own thoughts. The moment you start thinking, well, what if I get it? Then ask the question, what if I don't get it? What if I die? Well, what if you live? Sometimes we got to have 
that conversation. And we have to say, okay, if I've done everything to ensure my safety, I've got my mask, I've got my gloves, I'm not letting people in and out of my home that I don't know. I'm not going into crowds of places. You know, I may have to still put off getting my hair done, my feet done, nails done, all of those things that could put us in harm's way. We have to use wisdom. Okay. Right. And so the other thing, do um, connect, finding a way to connect. Some of us may live alone. Some of us may not have other people in their household with us. And so they may be mm -hmm. craving connection with other people. And so do what's necessary to make that connection. The other thing, humor, humor helps with stress. Sometimes I just get on, um, what is that? I'll get on Facebook and look at this guy who walks up to people randomly and just said stuff and they're looking at him like, what are you talking about? And I just crack myself up, you know, just looking at this guy who just randomly comes up to people and he'll take stuff out their grocery card and he'll just say something really silly. And I'm laughing because people are looking like, what, what, who are you? What are you doing? And he'll just take off running and just doing crazy stuff. Or I'll listen to uh, nephew Tommy randomly call people you know mm -hmm. so you have to do something to just kind of make it make you, you know make it light in these times uh another thing okay nature go for a walk get in your car load the kids up go for a ride do art do online things youtube music old classical movies okay there's a lot of different things that we can mm -hmm. do during this shut-in time that we haven't haven't did organize some filing cabinets organize some drawers Organize your closet so we can get we can find ourselves busy. Number two, COVID does not discriminate. It has equalized us all. It knows no gender, no race, no ethnicity, no religion. It is affecting everyone. The body registers COVID as a threat. And so therefore it goes into that fight or flight or freeze mode. OK, because it's coming from a place that we can't see it. So our nervous system doesn't know how to respond to it. And so it goes on defense, but it doesn't know how to protect itself. And that's why we need the word of God, because we're fighting a foe that we can't see. And it will often make us feel like we're trapped. So we should not feel paralyzed or live in fear or live in panic. First John four and four says, ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them because greater is he, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Learn how to hug yourself. I taught a client this the other day. Take your right hand under your left arm, which is near your heart, and put your left hand on top of your right shoulder and hug yourself. For those of us that may live alone, if you got a teddy bear, if you don't, you can learn how to, sometimes even if you have a, full, a house full of people, sometimes you have to do like David and encourage yourself in the Lord. Sometimes you have to just learn how to hug yourself in times like these. Okay? The other thing, and we're, we're, we're almost done, limit your COVID media intake. Now I have to watch the news because I need to stay current. I have to know what's happening, what's going on uh, due to my job, but also just to be informed. 
But sometimes I have to turn it off. I wake up in the morning after I do my prayer, my meditation. I do look at it. I look at uh, Channel 7 News and then at night I'm looking at the news. But other than that, you can't take this in all day, every day. Okay, so gauge, monitor what you're taking into your spirit because it can be overwhelming and it can lead you into anxiety and or depression. Focus on things that you enjoy, noticing resources. If you need food, groceries, there's so many pantries. Tap into some resources where I just learned of a new pantry not too far from where I live and they give out good stuff. They're not giving away old canned goods that's been sitting on the shelf for eons. They're giving away eggs and milk and bread and cookies and juice. So so notice where the resources are if you need some things, okay? Virtual play dates. Have a social media date, you know, Zoom with a couple of your girlfriends, sip tea or coffee together. Find a way to connect when you need to connect. The third thing that I want to leave with you all is kids. Those of us that have children, particularly smaller children that are in the home, they are vulnerable with respect to what they hear. And you have to guard, you as their parents have to guard what they hear in their eye gaze, what they see, and in their ear gaze, what they take in. Making sure that what they hear is age appropriate, even as it relates to this COVID. Uh, Make sure that you, as well as them, are not just spaced out. Space the time out that you're watching these COVID updates and things like that. Mm -hmm. You know, every day you turn on the TV, it's like, how many more deaths are in uh, Illinois? How many more deaths are in all of these different places? So you have to be the gauge of what they are taking in, okay? When, When they notice that you're stressed, Just like even in finances, if they hear you complaining or talking about, well, you know, you know, finances and work, I don't know what we're going to do. You know, they're looking to their parents. They're looking to you as their caregiver. And so you have to find a way to reassure them. You have to find a way to reassure your children so that they don't worry about you or pick up on your stress. When we learn to self-regulate, our kids can adapt. Children are sponges. They'll respond to things the way we respond to things. And so we want to be mindful. If we flip out, they're going to flip out. Because they're looking to our, they're looking to you as the leader of their household. And what you say, it can look real, real blim, real dim, but how you handle it is going to be the way they'll handle it. So have good communications, even with your your significant others, your partners that may be in the home with you, have good communication with if your kids are are nearby. Don't let them hear, you know, they're saying that, and it's true, the divorce rate and the the domestic violence numbers are way up now because people are in close quarters. You know, when they argue, you can't easily just go to the bar or go, you know, walk out the door. You now you walk out the door, you may walk into something. And so people are having to try to adapt. And so you want to encourage in your household good communication with your uh, the other members of your family. Assure them that you will keep them safe. You have to ensure your children that 
you will keep them safe. Thing is all right. We're going to have more than enough to eat. We won't run out of food. And all the while you're praying because you're relying and you're trusting and you have your faith in our most high God. Um, Seek emotional help. Be it a therapist. Now YouTube, uh, we're all doing therapy on YouTubes and through different social media mediums, painting, doing a canvas, painting, doing art, finding a way to exert your energy and yet create something, a coloring book. It could be one of those jumbo uh, puzzle. Uh, I call them those little seek and find where you just find the words. You know, when you're sitting, you're tired of looking at TV, you're tired of listening to the music, do a seek and find puzzle, color, you know, do something creative that is also productive and allow your time with your, and do it with your children. Let them share their feelings. How are you feeling about this COVID? What do you think, mom? And mom, share, what do you think? What are your feelings about it? The last thing, we are alive and we can breathe. When you, when you assure your family members of that, you assure your kids of that, we can say we cannot learn how to not fret or not panic because we're here, we're alive and we can breathe. God is in control. And we who are the adults have to think about God's track record with us. Look at look at the Amen. days of old. There were times when when the children of Israel, they didn't know when Pharaoh was behind them and a Red Sea was in front of them. They didn't know how they were going to get through. They just had to trust and believe. And that's what we have to do. When the water is rolled up on both sides and God allowed them to walk through on dry land. So God has a track record with the saints of the most high God. This isn't the first time that there's been a pandemic. So we have to look at God's track record with us. And we have to know that his track record is good. And there are times he's brought us through before. He's brought us through some dark days and some times where we didn't know how we were going to make it through. Some times that we've had some difficulty in our personal lives and he's brought us through. And so that's what we have to draw upon. What is God saying in this time and in this season? He's saying, get connected with me. Stay right here. Stay in the blessed place. I'm calling you to know what the plans that I have for you. You know, in Jeremiah 29 and 11, what he already tells us. For he knows the thoughts and the plans that he thinks of us. They're thoughts of good and not of evil to give us an expected end and a future hope. So we have to put God in the remembrance of his word. Not that he forgets, but sometimes we forget. Amen. So let us remember that God's track record is sure. He is faithful. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. We must use wisdom, but trust him. Spend time with him. Amen. May you be blessed. Amen. Thank you, Elder Michelle. Once again, bringing us some emotional stability. Bless God. Oh, gosh. Thank you Bless so God. much. Um, do we have any questions from anyone? Any questions? I think it's just two of us on. 
Yeah, I got the uh, Facebook okay. Live and the rest of the uh, young ladies okay. there. Um, questions, anyone? Let's see. Um, where we can seek what exactly, uh, Nikki? Um, can you tell again where, um, anyone who's looking for, um, is it her help? Is it counseling? that you're referring to, uh, Nikki? How, Elder Michelle, can you give mm -hmm. us your contact information yes. uh, one more time for anyone who may have missed Sure, you? sure. My contact information, um, you can you can look me up on psychology today, but mm -hmm. my, I, I have so many different numbers, I'm trying to think. My first number is 708. Eight five eight three three zero three. That's one of my phone numbers. Um, okay. If you want to email me, you can email me at m s michelle m i c h e l l e r o b i n s o n at yahoo.com. And in terms of what services that I offer, you can look me up on Psychology Today under my name, Michelle Robinson. I have an office out of Homewood and I have an office in Munster, Indiana. Okay, email one more time, Miss Michelle Robinson.com, correct. Okay. M S M I C H E L L E. R-O-B-I-N-S-O-N at yahoo.com. Okay. Mm -hmm. Got it. So I put your information in the... You put psychology today. They can look me up there. Okay. Yes. It's in there. And okay. So um, I guess Nikki was asking... Um, I guess she was just asking for your uh, contact okay. information uh, to seek encouragement and help sure. you need it. Sure. Okay. And then um, I know that you talked about um, uh, in when we had our emotional stability class um, that you taught, you talked about how uh, things will manifest. Um, and they'll manifest in some type of way, whether uh, we realize it or not. And um, uh, can you talk more about that? Because sometimes I think that we go too long thinking that things right. are okay. Um, especially as single moms, we um, we kind of let things sure. pile and we bury and we bury sure. and we bury and we bury. 
when we deal with the father, we bury. When we deal with the mother, we bury. When we deal with the other family mm-hmm. members, we bury. When we deal with our children, um, some teenagers and they're mm-hmm. growing and they begin to, you know, start to rebel and we bury that and uh, we bury work and we bury other relationships and we bury and we bury and we bury sure. until, you know, how absolutely is, right. I mean, can you talk to us more about just not mm-hmm. handling? Sure. According. What, what, what happens is we develop unhealthy coping skills and much okay. of the coping skills that we develop, we learn. And I know most of us have heard, oh, that's a learned behavior. That's a learned behavior. Most of what we learn is mm-hmm. a learned behavior. And either we either we learn what not to do or we learn how to do. And oftentimes from our families of origin, when we when we see or we may have experienced how whomever our caregivers were, let's say how they handle the, the finances, even even like, and that's why I was saying with this pandemic, the way you handle it, you're teaching your children how to handle adversity. Mm-hmm. You see, this this pandemic is not mm-hmm. different from some, you know, I mean, yes, it's, it's, it's a pandemic, but there's there's been other adversities in our lives. And what tends to happen is we either isolate or we develop coping skills that are not healthy. And so unless someone, either a counselor, a therapist, or someone uh, that's in our circle of influence can give us insight to say, well, the way you're coping is not healthy for you. We can can cope in different ways. And oftentimes, Elder, you said how we bury things and we think we're just getting, we, we, we think we're handling it and we're actually not really handling it from a healthy standpoint. We isolate, we shut down, and sometimes that turns into anger. So what happens is we start pulling away, pulling back because we haven't established or we don't know how to set healthy boundaries. And when we don't know how to set those healthy boundaries, then we start suppressing. We suppress things. And then it shows up as as anger, you know, you're, you, you start, let's say you're yelling at your kids because you're really mad at their dad or you're mad at something up else. You know, it's, it's the old adage mm-hmm. we say, you know, you get upset on the job, but then you come home and you kick the dog. You know, and the dog, mm-hmm. he like, he, he had nothing to do with it. He at home and, and you come home, you're upset at your supervisor. And so everybody else get it. Everybody else gets what was intended for somebody else. And so we have to have a way to filter and not not suppress, not hold. Most people end up with depression and anxiety and some other disorders because we don't feel heard. We try to speak, mm. we, we don't feel either, either we don't wanna be vulnerable for various reasons. Something could have happened that make you shut down and not want to express yourself. You may not be trusting. So you feel, okay, I shouldn't tell this person, that person, I keep it all to myself. It's going to show up some kind of way. Sometimes it shows up uh, in sex. Sometimes it shows up in alcoholism. Sometimes it shows up with drugs, gambling. All of these orders, these these issues that take us way out to the extreme because we don't 
feel like we have a way to let off what's on the inside. Again, they're external manifestations of what's happening internally. And if you are not dealing with what's going on on the inside, you can't possibly possibly begin to deal with what's happening on the outside. Wow. And, and, and things begin to wow. blow up on the outside. And it's all because you need to talk. You need to say, I'm hurting. You need to say whatever it is you need to say. You need to cry. You haven't been walked through the process of grief. Someone hurt you, harmed you, made you feel bad, and you just kept it all locked up inside. And somebody's going to get it. Mm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and I mean, I'm sure that all of us can relate to um, to that and, uh, you know, the examples that you have given us. I'm sure we all have um, had instances in our lives where those things have mm-hmm. happened. Um, also, another question I have is, um, what is an example of a conversation regarding COVID-19 that you could bring to a child um, that they may, a child that may have fear from uh, media Mm -hmm. or friends or other family members. Um, The person that's asking this, I believe uh, children are Mm -hmm. four. Children are four. Okay. One of, Mm -hmm. one of the things is to make sure and, 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 and this, let me preface this by saying, this is why I said it's okay to watch some of, we, we do need to be informed, okay? So, right. so the more you are informed, you can have a ready answer. You know, um, listen to what your child is saying. You know, engage your child. That's what, when I mentioned the thing about if you're coloring, if you guys are playing the game or if you're building blocks, building Legos, whatever you're doing, you're, you're engaging. I do this with my kids um, in, in, in therapy. I don't go straight at, let's say mom, dad are having a divorce. I don't go straight at asking kids these questions. That can be very imposing. So I engage them in play therapy. And out of that, because what? I'm building a relationship. So for you who already have a relationship with your little ones, then find out what's on their mind. But the more you're informed and the more you practice not being in a panic state, then you can answer it in a healthy way that they can understand. And I, I, I use some 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 examples of saying, you know, we're OK, we're breathing, you're, you're going to eat. So find out what it is that's on that four year old's mind. You know, let them engage you. But you have to you may want to open up the door and just say, you know, hey, how you you know you haven't been able to go to school. Let's what let's talk about it. Are you know what's going on in your mind about? Is anything going on in your mind? What are you feeling about this? You know, so I encourage my my adult clients to to let their children say how they're feeling, what's going on, and then based okay. upon that, that can be the springboard. You're opening up the door to say, hey, let's let's you know, do you feel like you want to talk? You know, how how is it, that, you know, how are you feeling by not being able to see Jamie and Jessica and 
Martha. Sometimes parents may need to do a Zoom with their friends because, you know, they have to do their e-learning, but maybe connect with other with the other parents within their classroom and do a, you know, do a Zoom with them in as much as you need a Zoom okay. for yourself. Okay. Got it. And so it would be safe to say that that same approach can be taken with any. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because teenagers, they're experiencing it on a different level. Certainly those that that are looking forward to graduating this year, you know, so, you know, everybody, everything has to be done differently now. So they're feeling some kind of way. They were preparing for prom. They were preparing for a lot of things that won't happen. If it happens at all, it won't happen in the way that they had prepared for prior to just March. And so engage your family members, engage them to see, you know, just open up, open up the conversation and give them an opportunity to, to, to say what they're feeling. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thank you. Um, Does anyone else have any questions? We don't want to keep Elder Michelle too long. Anyone else? I don't see anymore. Well, again, we want to thank you and um, we will uh, pray out. Um, I don't know if you want to pray out or if you would like okay, me to. I can, I can, we can both pray. <laughs> I, okay. I definitely want to thank you for this time. And um, it's always a joy to, to be able to um, assist. Um, I went from the legal field to the clinical mental health field. And, and, and that's clearly um, following the dictates of the Lord, but it's, it's so rewarding, but I get helped when I help others, you know? And so I'm grateful Amen. for that. So let us look to the Lord in prayer. Father, how excellent is your name in all of the earth. We thank you. We recognize that you are our father. You are our creator. We thank you for allowing us to have this type of gathering, even in this social media format, Lord. We thank you. Thank you for showing us ways that we can be better, showing us ways that we can do things differently. Thank you for loving us in spite of what's going on. Father, we recognize you and we trust you. We lean and we depend upon you. So collectively, we link our faiths together and we pray that every need would be met amongst those that are chiming in uh, through this format, Lord. We ask that you would continue to protect us, keep us safe from hurt, harm, and danger. Keep us walking in faith and not fear. Help us to continue to know that you are a God who loves us. We pray for your mercy and your grace. Let it be our portion on today. And Father, for those that don't even know you, we pray that they will come to find you. We pray that they will come to, to call upon the name of the Lord where of we can find ourselves and be safe. They can be saved and safe in you. And so we thank you for this time. Bless Elder Latrice and her entire team. Bless the Village Moms Ministry. Let them continue to be a beacon light in such a community, oh God, in, 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 in the faith community, that they're able to help others get resources and find the help that they need in this time of trouble. We love you and we thank you is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Amen. Amen. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys so much uh, for joining in. Um, we do have um, some exciting news. Um, I'll give that and then, uh, you know, I know that Elder Michelle said that we both would pray. She did an excellent job. So I'll do the, um, I'll give the information for our exciting news and then we'll okay. pray and dismiss. Um, so we uh, had some Mother's Day hats um, that were donated to the Village Ministry. And we will be giving those out to a few select women. Um, and what we ask you to do, so we know who you are, is to like our Village Moms or Village Ministry International page um, where you see this Facebook Live. Like it here on Facebook. Like it on Instagram. And then share our mm. podcast. So once you do that, we will reach out to you. And we will either hand deliver, contact less <laughs> <laughs> your hats, or we will mail your hats. So those that's all you have to do to get your uh, free Mother's Day hat. And we would just ask for you to take a picture um, once you get all <laughs> dressed up so that we can show you on our page. And again, like us on Facebook like us on Instagram and share the podcast from tonight with someone you just may mm -hmm. never know that you may be helping someone by getting this good news to them. Um, so father, we just thank you once again for bringing us together. Father, we thank you for a divine connection. I thank you for each and every one of the village moms, the village fathers. I thank you for each and every child father represented. We thank you for continuing to keep us from danger, seen and unseen. We thank you that you are a God who want us whole, not just faking and smiling on the outside, but well done on the inside. So Father, we thank you for emotional stability. We thank you for wisdom to give finances. We thank you that for the wisdom of your word, that even in this season, we know that all things come together for the good of those who love the Lord. And if you can't remember any other scripture, just remember that all things come together for those who love the Lord. And Father, we stand on that because it is Christ the solid yes. rock that we stand when all other world around yes. us is sinking sand. It's your word, Father, that we stand on that's solid, that's never changing. Father, so we thank you for your word and we'll get deeper in it. We'll get rooted in it so that we can control what's coming into our mind we can combat it with your word because yes. that is our sword father so we thank you we honor you we give you all the glory for yours is the kingdom father amen amen oh, and amen thank you guys love you guys and we look forward to giving out these hats so make sure you like like and all right share. good night good night